Okay, let's get this episode started. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the hidden artifacts within the Vatican. So I know that this is a very touchy subject for some who follow Christianity in a, in a committed sense, but I think that regardless of this, it's important for the free thinkers and the intellectuals of the world to understand that everything must be exposed regardless as to whether or not it conflicts with the beliefs that certain people hold. So before I get into it, I just want to say that since I was young, and I've known other people as well that have heard this, I always heard about, you know, the Vatican hiding certain scriptures and texts and artifacts and and uh, writing from Jesus' disciples other than the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John books. And for many reasons, mainly because I would imagine it doesn't fall in line with the agenda that the Vatican and the church is trying to push, that if certain things you know, would be released and made public, it would elude from the core message, which is that you must be a devout Christian no matter what. And that's fine. I mean, but I think for the free thinkers out there, and if I may speak on behalf of them regarding the subject of, of the Vatican, we aren't interested in the events that took place pertaining to religion as much as we're interested in the events that took place as a whole. And so we're just trying to put the pieces together and we aren't looking to consciously or subconsciously fit into any kind of agenda, right? Um, I think ultimately we're just looking for the truth. That's all. Uh, I also want to note that I won't be covering every single little thing because it's probably impossible to do so within a you know, 10 to 20 minute window. But I plan to get to the big ones that I deemed you know, people would find the most interesting. So let's, uh, let's dive into it. So first off, let's start with the fact that if we're going to be looking into the past, we must accept the undeniable truth that the Vatican and the former popes held a tremendous amount of influence over politics, uh, philosophy, uh, you know, and many different things, economics, what have you. And I think this kind of goes without saying that this left a huge void in the minds of people in which were, you know, attempting to seek the truth during these times. But I mean, with little to no sources of media, other than, like, I think verbal statements carried down from the Pope himself through, you know, um, the priests and the, the, the soldiers and all that, and maybe the odd newspaper, if we're talking in more recent times, it was nearly impossible for people to think freely simply because they were not exposed to anything for that matter. And therefore, they didn't know any better, right? They didn't know any better except for what the church wanted the people of the West and Europe to hear. So first, I want to talk about the fact that underneath St. Peter's Basilica, there is a massive underground library or vault, whatever you want to call it, that is stored and it's completely off limits to the public. And I'm more than certain that within that so-called library are a ton of things that they don't want the public to know about. Now, how extreme it goes, it's hard to say, right? But the thing is, uh, is that this vault isn't a kind of speculated conspiracy. It's completely legitimate, and the Vatican has acknowledged that it exists, right? But what's inside of that library or that vault is a topic that they won't speak on. So let's break it down. First off, we have the ancient religious artifacts, rumored to range all the way from bizarre things that, you know, we as a people would, would not even be able to imagine because it's not something that a lot of us would call normal, all the way to things like Jesus's foreskin of his penis, to the, to the crown of thorns that he wore when he was crucified, to even potentially the actual cross that he died on. 
<clears throat> and speaking of Jesus, there is rumored to be evidence that he um, existed or didn't exist, for that matter. And what I mean by that is that there's rumored to be a transcript conversation between Emperor Nero of Rome and St. Paul the Disciple, which, if revealed, would either confirm Jesus' presence as a major figure of history or confirm that he was a fictional character and didn't exist. Either way, if any of this got out, it would pretty much rewrite history entirely. Although I'm more in favor of him existing for a number of reasons, but I'll get into that uh, a little later on. Now, this next one is cool. There's supposedly locked away in the Vatican Library something called the Chronovisor. And what this device supposedly does is very incredible, assuming that it's true. So this device was built by the world's greatest scientist back in the 1950s, which is confirmed. And it's also confirmed that it was funded by the Vatican for reasons they refuse to speak on. Now, the device has been said to work like a pair of glasses, where you would kind of lean, lean it against your face. And according to many you know, rumors, it was supposedly able to view events from the past. Now, how could this be possible would be my like, very next question right away, right? So apparently, what this device was able to do was process electromagnetic radiation in which was left over from past events and turn those fragmented radiated events into visual images and audio. So Father Brune, a Catholic priest, claimed to have witnessed these historical events through the, um, the lease of this device and said he saw the cruci uh, crucifixion of Jesus and some other events that took place thousands of years ago. Now, here's the interesting thing about this device. As soon as it was created, it was supposedly dismantled because of the fact that the Vatican was very concerned that it was far too powerful of a tool for any one group or any one individual in particular to have. Now, the question is this. If, if none of these rumors are true, right? Let's just say most of them are BS, but if, if one of them... Let's just say they're all not true instead, actually. Why would the Vatican shut this down so quickly? So that means that at least of all the rumors circulating around this device, at least one of them has got to be true, even if the other ones are not. Right? But it's rumored that it's locked away within the, uh, the library of the Vatican. Now, the next one is a little bit odd for me, to be honest. What it discusses is that of the actual, like, devil being held captive within the Vatican uh, library. Now, I know how funny that sounds, but maybe there's more to it. Could there be an artifact or a book of sorts that, you know, summons him or some type of negative energy, right? I mean, what exactly does this consist of if it were to be true? Now, the only reason why I bring this up is because of the fact that the Vatican's most senior exorcist, Father Gabriel Amorth, had supposedly spoken to the devil himself throughout one point within his career. And Amorth claimed that the devil was actually hiding somewhere within the confines of the Vatican, whether that was in human form or spiritual form, I'm not sure. He didn't clarify. This is why um, Father Gabriel Lamorth has said that all of these scandals and corruptions, you know, occurring and that are still, you know, pending in terms of more will come out in the future within the church uh, is something that is not a coincidence. And he claims that the devil has had a hand in, in all of it, whether that has been through physical influence or spiritual influence or what have you. This is what he's claimed, at least. So... Speaking along the same lines of the subject, the Grand Grimoire is something which transitions perfectly as a successor to what I was just talking about. 
Now, the Grand Grimoire is an alleged medieval book that is believed to possess incredible powers and capability through the channeling of energies that are you know, beyond the, the three or four dimensional realm we exist in. It was written in the 16th century by Honorius of Thebes, who claimed to have been possessed by the devil himself. But as to whether or not he was experiencing a, a mental health episode or what have you, we'll never know. I mean, it's far too late to tell now at, at this point, right? That was a, you know, three, four hundred years back. But again, you know, you can argue that mental health issues and all that could be a, some form of a negative energy impacting you. Uh, but that's a different, you know, conversation entirely. But anyways... This book apparently has detailed instructions on how to make magic talismans and amulets along with magic spells and even how to summon demons for that matter. But probably the creepiest thing that I found when looking into this was that it supposedly even tells you how to summon the devil himself and strike a deal with him. Now, here's the thing about this whole book. Other copies were made other than the original, but the copies were rumored to be altered for the sake of people not actually being able to wield such horrendous powers, assuming that all of this is true, of course. But the Vatican supposedly still has the, un, uh, the original, unaltered, unedited copy, and it's stored away. But, you know, just to think of the ability that this book would have if fallen into the wrong hands, or even if it was just simply used for that matter, again, assuming it's true, is something that I don't think anyone in their right mind would even want to think about. Because you'd essentially be channeling energies of such low vibrations and frequencies. I mean, it would serve no purpose at all to anyone in their right mind. But anyways, now let's look into the one that always tends to mesmerize people. And that is, yeah, you guessed, you know, right, probably uh, aliens. So apparently there have actually been rumors and leaked photos, for that matter, of extraterrestrial remains and skeletal structures of beings that are not from this planet. And so... I myself have even seen supposed or alleged, uh, alleged leaked photos from deceased cardinals, bishops, and priests, uh, belongings of you know, skeletal frames that looked exactly how I'd imagine a, a small alien would look. But then I've also seen leaked photos of some very creepy and scary skulls that were, I mean, definitely not human skulls, right? And were so scary like, that they had to have large metallic crosses tied over top of the scary-looking ones. And I'm positive that those crosses are meant to stay there and not be removed, to be honest with you. Like, listen, whether you're religious or not, I, I mean, some of the shit that you can find online that assuming that the photos are true, man, it's scary. Like, forget aliens. You're talking, like, things that look like demonic beasts, if you want to call it. And they have these metal crosses, like, chained to the skull of it, and it's inside of a case. And it's, like, these are from, like, deceased bishops and cardinals where I guess it's been, these artifacts have been handed down, you know, uh, through generations. And it, it seems as though it's, like, you don't want to move that cross, right? So I'll see if I can get some of these photos and put them in the, uh, the description. But, um, yeah. So regardless, though, with everything we've been discussing this episode... I wouldn't put aliens on, you know, the top of the most intriguing stuff I've spoken about so far, like, to be honest. Um, and then, last but not least, we have three visions, or secrets, if you want to call them, of Fatima. And this is something that if people have even a general idea of what the whole Fatima thing is, then you'll know where I'm going with this. But let me give you some context anyway. So, apparently, in the small city of Fatima that's located in Portugal... Three young children, supposedly during the time of the First World War, I think it was, 
yeah, it was the first world war, saw visions of the Virgin Mary. In the first vision, these children supposedly saw the fires of hell um, filled with hideous demons and suffering souls of those who've been damned and all that. In the second vision, they were apparently told that the first world war was going to end soon, but that the second world war would start almost immediately afterwards if the Pope of that time didn't consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Okay? Now... I just want to say quickly that I'm not exactly sure what that part means, so if anyone can kind of help me understand that, then I'd appreciate it. But anyways, the, uh, the third vision was kept secret until about 20 years ago, during the year of 2000, where the vision was supposedly about the persecution of Christians during the 20th century and the attempted assassination of Pope John Paul II. Now, there's something iffy about the third vision in particular, and I'm, I'm not saying it because I like being skeptical. But I'm actually not the first one to think that this was just a cover-up for the fact that the church didn't want to reveal the actual visions that these children had, particularly the third vision. And that this third vision, you know, has still potentially yet to come. And so it's been reported and speculated that the final vision, along with the other two, are recorded and stored in the Vatican's library or archives or whatever you want to call it. And... Um, Oh, speaking of which, I also did want to note that there may be evidence of Pope Pius XII being in support of the Nazis. But based on everything else we've spoken about on here, I don't think that this would really sound alarming to anyone, to tell you the truth. Particularly uh, considering that, like, I mean, all that we've spoken about in this episode and in previous episodes where I've talked about, you know, significant evidence and proof that certain members of the royal family, the Windsors, were in support of Hitler and the Nazi regime, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if this Pope was in support or in contact with the Nazis the same time he was with Mussolini, uh, the same way he was with Mussolini, because that's been proven, then, hey, look, it wouldn't surprise me, and it wouldn't be the first time a major influential public figure was embroiled with the, with the Nazis, right? <laughs> like, you know, Prince Andrew, like I just mentioned. Now, these are the main things that have been rumored for many, many years to be stored within the secret underground chambers of the Vatican, whether it's, you know, records and accounts of an event, of, uh, of the person from the actual time they were alive, all the way to artifacts that summon demons and machines that can rewatch past events from thousands of years ago. Supposedly, it's all there. But what I also want to touch upon before finishing this episode is, what exactly does this mean for the people following the church in the Vatican? Well, first, let me say that I have no intention of trashing the church and the Vatican. Particularly because I think it instills, I think the religion itself instills very good values, regardless if you believe it or not, in it or not. But ultimately, I think that hypocrisy is ripe in the face of these large institutions, whether it's religious or political or what have you. I think ultimately there's no escaping it because the cards never seem to play in the hands of the good guys or the ones with the best moral intentions. And I think it has something to do with this, this world being cursed in a certain sense, in both a, an energy and spiritually kind of way. And so I think that that translates into religion, politics, and all of that that is intertwined with the, with the individuals and tribes that can essentially make legitimate you know, change for better or worse. And... I think that although everything seems to be on the up and up right now in terms of, I mean, look, we have problems as of the time that I'm recording this, but 
in you know the virus, the protests, and all that. But in terms of lifestyle and and the way of living, I think a sort of shift within the paradigm of our existential fabric is coming. Now, I can't say as to whether that will be good or bad, and I know it's always the human instinct for us to lean towards the negative side of things, and we always tend to look on the downside of it all, regardless of whatever it is we're talking about. But I ultimately think that some type of change is coming, and I don't know if that will be a physical one, you know, uh, an economic one, um, a frequency, you know, a change in the frequencies, but something's happening, and it seems to be heading within that direction. So uh, thank you guys for listening or watching. Feel free to comment, like, subscribe, and please tell me what you think because I would certainly like to hear all of your guys uh, and girls' opinions on this. So thank you.